there is literally almost nothing that you can be doing that is worse for your health than not getting enough human connection in your life. Yeah, and the world is in a, a state of crisis in regards to loneliness. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show. I am your host, Amanda Johnson, and today we are in for such a treat. Today is my first opportunity to interview two people at the same time, which is actually quite a delight for me and will, I think, offer all of us, me, uh, my guests, and all of you listening, an opportunity to get double the dose of insight, double the dose of wisdom, double the dose of inspiration, and leave us feeling fulfilled and satisfied and more expansive than we did when we started uh, this conversation together. And I love how my life continues to unfold in a way where I get to meet new people who are doing their work in the world, where they are inspiring others, where they are connecting with others, where they are using their gifts to um, impact and influence others in a really positive way. And my two guests here today are certainly no different, and they are doing all of these things. And it delights me to the core of my being to have the opportunity to share this time and space with them and to then share them with each of you listening. So thank you for tuning in. We are going to be talking about connection uh, today with my guests, and you're going to find out very shortly why these are the experts on connection. My guests are Michelle Falcone and Arnold Smith. And Michelle is a life and business coach who believes in the potential of every human being and is committed to helping those she works with to obtain a life they love. Michelle is expertly trained in the areas of self-awareness, relationships, and shadow work. As an entrepreneur, she has built several successful businesses on the foundation of strong relationships and empowering others. Above all else, Michelle is a proud mother and a divine feminine leader on a mission to make a difference in the world. And Arnold Smith is an entrepreneur, speaker, writer, and consultant who specializes in behavior transformation. As an entrepreneur, he focuses on solving complex problems with simple solutions. Although he has over 20 years of experience helping businesses grow, his happy marriage and two daughters are his greatest source of pride. Now, Michelle and Arnold's most recent project together involves the development of The Connection App, an app designed to help people develop healthy relationship habits, leading to a greater trust and intimacy in their lives. The Connection Habits are the result of years of research and testing and aim to help busy people stay emotionally connected despite the unreasonable demands that modern society places on us. So Michelle and Arnold, welcome to the show. Thank you, Amanda. Thanks, Amanda. Great introduction. Well, I didn't have to write it, luckily, so <laughs> I get to read it, but thank you. I appreciate it. The the um, It was well-written, and of course, I love reading bios. There's something about it where it, of course, is not who we truly are, uh, and yet it's beautiful to attempt to summarize ourselves, our personalities, our expression of the divine into the world through a few words. And I always love how people do it. And it often gives me chills and certainly a resonance of the power of, of what we're capable of as, as humans. And I, I have to admit, I love that each of you specifically call out your role as a mother, as a father, a husband. I, I think this is so 
that to me stood out amongst all the rest. And of course, uh, probably no surprise um, and definitely no coincidence, I'm sure, depend based on what we're about to talk about. So <laughs> I love starting every one of my episodes and those who've listened know this and those new to the show, I read a passage or a quote from a book that I have found useful on my own journey. And I read, find something that speaks to whatever the theme or concept is that I will be speaking about with my guests. And knowing that Michelle and Arnold have recently created this, um, the app, the connection app, of course, connection, connecting uh, is a very important thing. And the what we're going to be digging into today. And so when I was thinking of what book I would reference, um, I found actually a book I'm currently reading. Most of the books I reference I've read in the past, but this is a book I'm currently reading called Living an Examined Life by James Hollis. And I think this was so, it so well expresses what we desire as humans and also points to where we are in our modern day. And I think this passage is full of nuggets of inspiration for our guests to share their thoughts on this topic or on this theme. So I'm going to ask everyone listening to tune in, be present for these words by James Hollis. He, if you've read the book, or if you choose to read the book, he has a certain way of speaking. And for me, I have to sometimes even look up what the words mean. I tried to pick a passage that doesn't have too many of those in it, but do your best to absorb what he's saying. And then I will ask Michelle uh, and or Arnold, if uh, one of you feels compelled to speak first, or if you both want to respond, um, what, uh, not simultaneously, please, uh, that might be difficult for Arnold. <laughs> Feel free to both respond, or only one of you, um, what that quote means to you, or what this quote brings up for you, or what it sparks in you. And so here's this passage from Living an Examined Life. There is something in all of us that longs for a bigger picture. Something in us wishes for connection, wishes to reframe the trivial in our daily lives, the pettiness with which most of our systems operate. If we look thoughtfully at the enterprise we call the great religions, with their rich anthologies of wisdom, their timeless stories, and their insights into the permutations of the human soul, we can still draw much that is useful in this wired world in which we swim. Mm, beautiful. So there's a lot in that quote, but a few of the pieces stood out to me in terms of the wishing for connection and that there is something that we desire. And yet we're in this wired world, as James Hollis calls it. So, Michelle, Arnold, what does that quote say to you? Well, I will speak first to this, Amanda. What, what came up for me right away was um, just the distraction of modern life, that it is, um, you know, getting in the way of us connecting with our inner true self, where that source is, that source of energy and power and love is that fuels us all. And that, um, you know, that is where our greatest power is, 
tuning in and connecting with that part of ourselves. And we just, um, you know, we've lost it a bit just due to the way modern life is and all of our responsibilities, our commitments, our to-do lists keep us distracted from making that time to connect with that part of ourselves. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of things that came up for me. One was, um, you know, like what prevents us from connecting? And uh, the other was when, uh, towards the end of the quote, was the idea that these great religions have something to offer. And that really at its root, so much of the world and our lives revolves around bringing people together, this really basic need of actually being with another human, being together. And, um, you know, literally we've created our entire society to facilitate that. And, you know, these religions have endured because that's what they deliver. They bring people together. They give us some space to let go of um, the to-do lists and the demands, as uh, Michelle was saying, and really just it's a time to reflect and to be in the presence of of uh, of our spirit. And I and it's it's amazing how society today um, that's a, there's a big missing for a lot of people with that. Mm-hmm. And and it's challenging. You know, Arnold and I really are, um, you know, wanting to, wanting everyone to be clear that it's not, you know, it's not your fault. It's really challenging living in this um, modern day life and with with the way things are to make the time. I would love to. So what I, I love both of your responses, and I actually love how you each offered us something both being true. Michelle speaking, what I heard you say is, is pointing us back to that connection with ourself, our true self, our true nature. I might call it the Mm -hmm. divine. Arnold, you referred to our spirit. I think we can point to that being one and the same. And then there's also, we are humans and we are here to connect with others. Both are needed. And I see both as being essential. And I love that you each pointed to one of them. And it's interesting because as both of you were speaking, a few of the other books that I had, one of the other books I had thought of referencing is the Celestine Prophecy. And it, it said something mm. um, that also, Michelle, what you said reminded me of equally as I was sitting here. And then you were talking, Arnold, there was another quote from Living an Examined Life that also does talk about that, um, the idea that we, throughout history as as humans, we've had all these different ways of being more connected. Um, in terms of tribal, you know, are going back to where we were part of tribes and, and to your mm-hmm. point, religions have helped sustain that or in, you know, we have endured because of that, but we've lost a lot of that in our modern day. We don't have, and I'm thinking of the fences that now go up between houses and um, the, I don't even know my own neighbor, right? And that desire to connect with others. So let me see. If I can connect with both of you had said into a question, because this is always fun for me, I often have so many directions we can go, but I'm curious, 
connecting with the self, what are your thoughts on the importance of connecting with the true self, with our inner self, our spirit, and how that impacts our connection or lack thereof with others? Or how do those two things play together, perhaps, in your minds? Well, I strongly believe that it starts with self. So your relationship with yourself is the most important relationship you will ever have. Your knowing of self, your love of self, um, it reflects how you show up in the world. So it's, um, it's vital that you make time for yourself and really know who you are and take that time to really care for yourself and be, you know, be honest with yourself to truly love and accept yourself. Because when you do this, you are then able to love and accept others and your, you know, your cup is full, so to speak, and you're able to give way more. So it's true. I, I think that, you know, at its core, knowing and accepting yourself is a prerequisite for connecting with others. You know, the idea we're so, uh, people are often so terrified of just being themselves. We, um, we wear these masks or pretend to be certain things so that people will like us. And so we don't accept ourselves and it's a real challenge. There was um, a quick story. Uh, Michelle and I were doing this retreat, and um, the uh, leader asked us to go and contemplate what, how we needed to be on our journey in order to, um, in order to achieve our dreams. And so we had this great meditation. And uh, towards the end of this, we were, it, was, it was by a stream. It was beautiful. It was in the forest, and there was sun shining down. And just as I was about to finish, I just kind of asked the universe, universe, is there anything else I need to know? And quite clearly, uh, I heard, um, be with people, be yourself, and be known. Mm. And it seems... Um, easy to do, but the idea of um, being with people instead of talking at people, allowing a space to have that other person, uh, their feelings, their thoughts, their emotions come into your uh, thoughts, feelings, and emotions, um, that, it, that doesn't happen automatically. That takes something. And then being myself, you know, I immediately what came up for me was everything that I'm bad at. All the things, you know, that I'm not, uh, not being a PhD, uh, you know, not being a, a millionaire business person. Who, who am I to try and make a difference in this world? You know, seeing immediately all of my flaws and thinking, here I am, I'm going to say to the world, I want to make a difference for you. And what I'm getting back is I have to be myself. I mean, that it was terrifying. Mm. And then the last, the, then be known. 
So not only I have to be myself, now I have to tell everybody about that. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so I think so often um, our relationship with ourselves, like really accepting uh, our failings and who we are and who we are not, really allows us to then be known by another person. And uh, so I think, I mean, it, it's incredibly challenging and terrifying for people often. Mm-hmm. But that is really at the root, I think, sometimes of our disconnection is really our not accepting ourselves. Mm-hmm. It is, Arnold. Yeah. Well said. Yes. Because if I can't accept myself, there is no way I'm going to accept you. And there was another quote I had read from another book where we talk about this idea that, and then equally, if I'm judging myself, I'm going to judge you. I'm going to think that, you know, I can't believe I'm with somebody who does X, Y, or Z. (laughs) So we either pretend it's not happening, right? Or we live in judgment of it, live in fear of it. I love those responses and there's a lot there. And and yet the the thing that kept popping up as you were talking talking was you both started off by uh, suggesting that there's all these distractions and then we do live in a world and and Michelle you were so kind and generous yourself to even uh let us know that it's not even our fault necessarily right I mean we this is where we are I mean there's no fault Mm -hmm. let's just lay that out there (laughs) there's no fault at all but um, but we don't need to feel like we're at fault here and um and I'd love to hear more about even where we're going about this idea of knowing ourselves. Wow. I mean, whew, can I, can I look at who I am? The, the, you know, the good and the bad quote unquote, can I accept it? Can I then be known for that? And all the while we want to be with people. We want to, we want that connection. So I'm curious why you each think we are so distracted. Why do we distract ourselves so much? Or what is that all about in your opinion? Well, I mean, I, I think that you can look at um, the, the 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 new technology, and they do uh, like we know more as a society about our brains and how we work than at any other time in history. And of course, we're still learning new things. And businesses, uh, the social media giants, if you will, are are exceedingly good at um, using that knowledge to. Uh, keep us engaged uh, with their product. And some of the, I mean, I believe that the businesses generally have a good intention. They are trying to make a difference for us. And of course, as a business, you want people to be engaged with your product. But I think that then they kind of take on a life of its own. So our, our social media is so good at at generating that dopamine response in our brain, that reward response in our brains that we can't help it. That, you know, the Pavlovian response of that buzzing phone or that binging, um, you know, social media. And as soon as we, we open it, we get a reward. Look, there's a picture of a kitten or my friend or, a, you know, a picture, a beautiful picture of a landscape. And we, we literally get that reward. And so we feel good. And so we want more of it. And yet, the, the social media paradox is that we are connected, but we are alone. Mm. And that aloneness actually has incredible impact on our health in a negative way. It, it 
we require being with people in order to have our health. The, the health insurer Cigna recently did a study, uh, released a study, I think in May of last year, and it talked about how um, loneliness and lack of human connection is as bad as smoking 15 cigarettes a day, which <laughs> makes it even worse than obesity yeah. when it comes to mortality. Mm-hmm. Wow. There is literally almost nothing that you can be doing that is worse for your health than not getting enough human connection in your life. Yeah, and the world is in a, a state of crisis in regards to loneliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. We are there. And it, you know, just to add on to what Arnold was saying, um, when it comes to the health problems, um, all sorts of mental health issues. Mental health has been on this constant increase for for years now. You know, it's at the worst that it's ever been. Anxiety and depression is showing up in our children like never before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has so much to do with that our basic needs are not being met, which is that human connection. With, and, you know, that leads to that sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. It's artificial. It's being artificially met. Right. Um, you know, as Arnold was saying, the the chemicals in our brain that are released, they make us feel good and we get addicted to that feeling, mm-hmm. but it's artificial. It's not the deep human connection that we actually require for our health and well-being. Because we need we need touch. We need human touch. Mm-hmm. And just even being together. You know, Arnold and I are together right now. We're exchanging energy. Mm-hmm. There's an energy exchange as we're we're talking and you can, you, you might not be aware of it. Some, you know, people who are more conscious are, you can mm-hmm. actually feel it. So um, that, that is what's being missed. You know, we are spending so much time communicating in other ways now that we are not meeting our basic human needs. So we're getting sick. Yeah. There's a really neat book, which I like by Dr. Alex Korb. It's called the upward spiral. And it's um, how, to, how to beat depression. And one of the things he talks about is, um, you know, when we're depressed, we actually, the last thing we want to do is reach out to people. But he said that even if you can't call a friend or, you know, ask for help, which is really challenging for depressed people, even just going to a coffee shop and not talking to anybody, but just being around people that has the positive impact on our on the depression so it starts to begin the upward spiral mm-hmm. so it's amazing that you don't even really need to talk to someone just being around other people is you know the science says that actually impacts you in a positive way mm-hmm. it's amazing i yeah, love it hearing really that is. it's interesting i mean i very much feel what you are saying i've now had a, an opportunity to do a few of these podcast interviews in person most of it is done like this where i'm on one side of the mic and someone's on the other side and um and you're there's again the paradox of our our modern day world is that i have that opportunity to connect with people i may not connect with otherwise and i've noticed there is a an energetic difference when i'm sitting in the room with someone i physically feel it now i feel it connecting with you 
um, I, I am very in tune with that. So I can still get chills and I can feel the energy. And mm -hmm. you're right, there's something different about it. And I, I love that you're highlighting that sometimes uh, it's simply being around people. And I now understand why I love to sit and work in coffee shops. I don't have to talk to a single person, but I love mm -hmm. to be there. I love to be in that energy. And I've always said it that way, but I didn't really know it was actually doing me um, good well-being and helping my well-being. There's, it's so, it's so sad to me that I think you're right. We are, we've gotten so far away from our basic needs. And, and I love Michelle, how you said we're artificially giving it to ourselves through this technology, because I think that is often the argument that I will hear people say is yes, you know, yes, but social media is great because we can still connect or I'm again, I'm connecting with people I wouldn't have otherwise. And I don't think it's an either, or I don't think it's a black or white topic or subject. Yeah. I think to your point, it's more of that paradox that we have to somehow hold both things as true at once that we can connect with people on the social media and know that we need that physical in-person connection as well. Now, the yeah. question that was coming up for me is knowing that you two are utilizing the technology, right? Your, your, your project is on a technological platform, right? Using our smartphones, our, ta our, our apps, right? To connect. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that, you know, in terms of how you are able to hold both of those things simultaneously, or what is the advantage to the technological platform to improve in-person connection? The thing is, is that we just know that we're not going to change this. Um, it's here forever and it's, you know, only going to get more. So we're meeting people where they're at. Yeah. And, you know, um, we like to say that instead of using technology to distract you from what is important, we're uh, using technology to undistract you or to help you focus on what is important. So uh, although we have an app, we're not encouraging you to connect digitally. We're encouraging you to develop the habits of connecting with people in your life and really defining that in specific ways, um, you know, based on the research we've done, what are the actions that are proven to really create that physiological response of positivity, those that the serotonin and the oxytocin and the, the leveling of your, you know, your, your energy and, and all, the, all the things that make us feel healthy. What are the things that are, that are easy to do um, in real person? And then, you know, helping you to use that technology to remind you to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you're on the connection app, Amanda, it's actually designed that for, to have you take action to be with somebody um, in person. Mm -hmm. It will direct you to take an action step that you're actually connecting with somebody face-to-face, -face, not just connecting through the technology. I love that. So what have you guys noticed in your own lives, in this research that has led to this incredible technology, you know, use of technology, I should say, uh, to develop greater connection? What have you guys learned about, um, again, we started talking about it just a moment ago in terms of, you know, even with the upward spiral, et cetera. What is it that you've learned about the importance of connection and how to get more of it? Or how have your lives have you been doing something actively to have more of it? I'm even curious. Okay. See, I like asking lots of questions so that you get to choose. 
So <laughs> bear with me here because I want to know so many things, but I'd love to know more about that in terms of your own, how do you connect? What does that look like? What, you know, um, how does the importance of connection in your life, how does that look? Also, I'm a little curious as to what even brought you to this. And I'll offer because I often notice that we teach what we're here to learn or we offer solutions for the problems we have. And so I'm curious what your journeys were um, to then deciding or determining that this is something that needs to be solved. So, um, well, I'll start with my my journey. Um I was at a place in my life about 10 years ago that I was feeling very um, disconnected and I found it to be very scary. Um, I had been married for 12 years and um, built a successful business, had two beautiful girls, um, this amazing life. I co-created this you know, everything that I ever wanted. And I would say achieved all of my goals, um, the goals that my former husband and I had um, created together. And it was really like this wake up to, oh my goodness, I have all this, but I don't feel right. I don't feel content. Um, There was just something really missing. So that and how that was showing up for me is I was starting to feel anxious and I was never an anxious person. That wasn't something that um, I was ever challenged with. So I knew, I knew that it was myself um, trying to tell me something, you know, our body, our body always knows. And if we listen, it will guide us. So that led me to, um, you know, looking for answers. Um, I started seeing a psychologist. I thought maybe I was having a midlife crisis. I, you know, really didn't know what was happening. And um, through that process, uh, what I discovered is that I was just really overscheduled and overwhelmed and had been so committed to building this life and lost balance. It was really just that I had lost balance. And my myself knew this, and I had to find my way back to it. Mm-hmm. So for for me, my experience, it made it meant um, making a lot of changes in my life. Um, I actually just changed really everything. Um, I left my um, my former husband and left the business, and my girls and I um, changed communities. Stayed, you know, within distance. My my former and hus- husband and I actually have a a great friendship. Um, it took a year or two to get to that, but we, you know, really did realize it was for the best. However, what I did, Amanda, is I found myself again, mm-hmm. and really um, saw that I had just lost myself in building this life and motherhood and as a business owner and you know there was just so much that I had put before me and um, what my learning was is that I had to really practice self-love and learn to put myself first and then everything else would be better and and what it was 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 the 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 disconnection right it was the disconnect from what really mattered i was in this place of people pleasing and giving 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 outward that i wasn't honoring and um 
respecting, really honoring and respecting what really mattered most. Yeah, I was just, I just felt so, um, oh, what's the word that I, like, it was almost like I, I was being ex, uh, controlled by all these external things that I had created in my life. Mm-hmm. I was allowing them to control me. Mm-hmm. When, before I let Arnold uh, respond to that very long convoluted question I asked a moment ago, good luck if you can remember what it was, um, Michelle, <laughs> I'd love to respond to what you said there, which was this, to the point of the disconnection from ourself and how sometimes in order to uh, reconnect with that, it may mean that we disconnect from others for a time. And so I love that paradox as well, that sometimes we can distract ourselves from connecting with others. Equally, we can distract ourselves connecting with others by, you know, doing that and then distract ourselves from connecting with ourselves. So the, the you know, the, I think of the person who might, uh, and I probably was uh, in this category for many years, constantly in relationship, hanging out with friends, going out to places and not being with myself. And so I think the distraction can go both ways. And that's something I simply want to highlight for listeners to say, you know, be curious about where that distraction is for you. Are you distracting yourself from connecting with yourself? Or are you distracting yourself from connecting with others? Because I think we can do it. We can do both sometimes simultaneously yeah. and sometimes not. So Beautiful story. And thank you for sharing that and, and allowing us to see that for you on your path, the disconnection started with yourself. And then once that was rebuilt or reestablished, now the connection with others can be done, right? In a new way, I imagine, in a more powerful way. Oh my goodness, it changed my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arnold? I think I'm answering the question: Why? Uh, why is this important, or what is the what is the history that made us or me want to to do this? And um, you know, it really comes from trying to answer the question: uh, How does a person live the life of their dreams, or as what Michelle said, what matters most? When um, when I was nine years old, um, my father took his own life. And of course, that set me on a, a, a path of sadness and, uh, you know, hardship, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when, my, when I was 17, my, my mom was diagnosed with uh, cancer and uh, she passed away um, shortly thereafter. And so here I was on my 19th birthday with no parents and obviously incredibly sad. And I, and I felt like, you know, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Like life uh, had dealt me some pretty rough blows. And so I was kind of thinking that maybe uh, it it wasn't worth it. And then I had this kind of this realization that all my, all my ancestors, all the people that had ever lived had gone through what they'd gone through so that I could be here. So they lived and they, whatever, whatever they had to do, you know, generations and generations. (laughs) And so here I was. And so who am I to, to, to throw that away. Mm. And so I, I made a commitment on my 19th birthday that I was going to live the life of my dreams. And immediately what that, what came to mind is I was going to be a rock star. <laughs> and so I, I went downstairs, I was staying with my friend and his parents at the time, and I took their guitar and, and I could see the moon out the window and I started to compose a song to the moon. Now I can't play the guitar and I was a terrible singer. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was going to be a rock star. 
Uh, so, um, He's actually you know, a pretty good singer, Amanda. Well, you know, what happened after that is I actually enrolled, I, I, I uh, enrolled in a musical theater program and I eventually became an actor and did those things. And, and I, I thought I'm going to be famous. Hmm. This is what living the life of your dreams is all about. But then as I, as I kind of got, older and more mature and then in my 20s you know i still wasn't famous or rich uh, i could sing now which was nice um but what i had was an amazing number of friends you know as uh, your journey as an actor is to know yourself and then be with people and then make a difference um for people who are watching you to entertain them and um, and so I I really got in in my twenties the the incredible wealth that friendships um, are. Um, and so in my journey, the the living the life of my dreams first started with learning to love myself because I had I had issues, <laughs> and um, and then it was seeing that I had a a life full of friends and people who loved me. And then, so money became much less important. And then uh, I met my uh, my wife, and we got married in 2005. And I was so happy. And I thought, man, like everybody needs to be this happy. Like, <laughs> what, and then I'd look around, and you know, people had relationships, and they'd be like, "How's it going?" And be like, "Okay." I'd be like, "What do you mean, okay? It's so great. You got this. Is it? You could be so happy." And so. In 2006, I was going to create a program. I called it the Honeymoon Project. And we, I was going to get guys to just do things that would make their wives love them more. They would experience this love. And then they would be as happy as I was. And I, I, it, it just fell on its I had like 10 people do something for a couple of weeks. And I, <laughs> but this idea of making that difference in the world um, never went away. And, you know, I'm uh, happily married for 13 years now. And, you know, my marriage is a constant source of joy and support. And I really wanted to understand, like, what is that that creates that? Is it, am I doing something special? Like, I wanted to try and cultivate. Like, I, I don't want to say I'm an expert at relationships, but I wanted to have people have that mm-hmm. and be more loving, you know, that. The, the, the message we want to give the world is be more loving. Mm-hmm. But the, the problem is, is that, what does that mean? Like, how do you do that? Well, as you're sharing your story, what I'm really hearing, Arnold, it was because you got to that place of really accepting yourself mm-hmm. and knowing who you were. That was that aha moment for you of, oh, my God, like, everybody needs to feel this because it, it enabled you to be able to love at that level, mm. right? And just really feel, it opened you up. It opened you up so that you could feel and connect with Melanie, that's his wife, Melanie, at that level. And I love that. And I love that you each have different journeys and that you each have your different experiences to say, this is why connection matters. And this is why it's important. And you took two very different paths to get to that oh, yeah. as we all do. Right. And we all have our own paths to the same truths. And I like that yeah. uh, 
I really appreciate that we, you know, we're talking with someone who's, you know, 13 years married and another who had a long, you know, a similar length marriage that has since um, come to completion. Right. And, and that's, that's not what's important. What I'm hearing is the importance of connection with yourself, loving yourself, yeah. accepting yourself. Well, and, uh, and I would like to um, share that, that by making the changes that I did, my um, former husband, he's the father of my children. Um, we have a great relationship. Mm -hmm. It's a very loving relationship and he has any he has even grown and come to this place of more acceptance of self from these changes um taking place so um yeah you know like that. you were saying earlier amanda sometimes you need to remove yourself or let go of things in order for the the evolution to happen <laughs> mm. and for others we get to find our mate our partner once we're in that place already right or from that place and so there's a different yeah. dynamic there and again i think it's powerful and beautiful and inspiring that you each have your own and then everyone listening has their own and might take something from each one of yours that really resonates and i love that and and Arnold, I, I do want to say there was, um, thank you again for you sharing your vulnerable journey. And isn't it interesting that, you know, I've now heard you twice on this show say, who am I? Once when it was, well, who am I to um, not keep going, right? Because look who came before me. And then another time in your life, who am I to be seen and be known and make a difference? And I love that because again, to me, life is a paradox. And we're all going to encounter probably in some way, our own version of both of those questions, right? Who am I not to be here? And who am I to be here? And it's coming to some peace with that in our journey that I think that's where we can be known. And that starts with what, what I think both of you have both, uh, what you both have said uh, is to really see that by loving ourselves. So connecting to ourselves. And there's so much more we could talk about in terms of connection. Um, but this was such a beautiful I loved it in terms of where we went, um, a beautiful exploration of connection, connecting with self, connecting with others. And I didn't even ask some of those teaser questions of how people can do that because I want them to go out and find your app and download it and go to the website and, and find out how we can develop these habits to feel more connected. And so I'll make sure to put the link in the show notes and um, otherwise go check out theconnectionapp.com. And that can be your yes. reference point. Yes. I, I just want to say, uh, Amanda, you know, you know, when we talk about being loving in the world, we, we wanted to make it simple because in our lives, nobody needs more to do. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we don't need another book to read or another program to do because we just don't have the time to do it. So what we did is figured out what are the seven simple actions that are proven by solid, reputable research to create the positive emotions in another human being so that we can have that connection together. We call those the connection habits. And the app is designed to help people to integrate those habits so that the people they care about in their life are always loved and appreciated and that they experience more moments of love and joy each day. These are not rocket science. We all know how to do these things, but they just somehow fall off of our to-do list. 
And so that's why we created the app. And, you know, more information, just because we know these things, that doesn't mean we get to have a different results in our life. You know, I spent a lot of years trying to understand how do you change your results in your life? I mean, when, feeling like I was a broken person from losing my parents so young, to how do you go from that place to a place where you are productive and effective? And I can't tell you how many times I thought I'd found the book or I'd done the course that was going to make the difference only to have like be basically where I was, you know, months later. And so what we learned is that what it comes down to is what our habits are, what we do daily. You know, the FM Alexander who created the Alexander technique, which is big among actors. He said, mm -hmm. you don't, create the results in your life, you create your habits and your habit, habits create your results. And I think that is such an important message. And, you know, the other thing is it's really hard to change our habits. Mm -hmm. we, it's, people fail at it so often. You know, the, the, the New Year's resolution, I'm sure people have experienced it right now, where they do it for a few weeks and then it falls off and then they're right back where they were. It's one of the hardest things to do, which is why our app is 100% focused on helping people form healthy habits. And the habit we want people to form is loving each other. I love that so much. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, then there's also the solo version to then help us love ourselves as well. Correct. To build those habits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, there's a, so there's a couple's version which is intended to help people who are in a relationship to connect, so really to work on the relationship and enhance their connection. And people who, like, really love connection are already really connected. They love this because it's just a really fun, another way for them to do that. Mm -hmm. And the solo version is really, I mean, you can do that with the friends in your life. You can do that with your kids or your parents or your grandparents. It's just that reminder system to really reach out and connect with the people who are important to you because uh, I, everybody who hears this knows we don't do it enough. I mean, it's just so easy. We're so busy that we just forget to do those things. Mm. I love it. And again, going back to what you said earlier, it's that when we give that, we are feeling and experiencing it ourselves. And I think that's so key and to everyone listening that um, that's why these things are so important, you know, whether or not you're in a relationship, right? But we all can feel more connected to ourselves first and then to others. So please go check out this app. Again, I'll put the link in the show notes or go to theconnectionapp.com to learn more, download it on your, on your mobile device and, and see if you can experience what Michelle and Arnold have been talking about in your own life. Because again, we all crave it. That's what James Hollis says. We all want that, right? So let's start okay. using our devices to bring us back to that instead yeah. of distracting us from it or keeping us from it. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. Well, I do have three questions and we'll see if we can really rapid fire them because you guys have been so generous with your time and I do love to answer, um, end with these. So uh, whoever wants to go first can. My first question is, who is a source of inspiration for you and why? You know, my, my mom, um, 
was taught me about love. And, um, you know, she just had time for everybody. If someone was in pain, she was right there. And, you know, um, when I think about what love is, I, I just, I see her eyes and how she used to look at people and the warmth of her smile. And so, you know, she is uh, one of my greatest inspirations. One of my greatest inspirations um, is a close friend of mine. And um, she just is this beautiful human that is always willing to, you know, I see it as do what it takes. You know, she's just always willing to do what it takes even though it um, might mean some hardship, it might mean, you know, going through some challenges, but she just always honors herself. And um, I've been blessed to have her in my life because, uh, you know, she, I've been able to learn and observe how by being this way, um, it just brings so much to your life, so much love, so much uh, connection, just richness, just really brings meaning and fulfillment to your life. Yeah, and I just feel so blessed to have had her, uh, you know, for many years now, because I feel that she's just been this, you know, lovely inspiration for me. Mm -hmm. Thank you both for those beautiful answers. And one thing I love about that question is how as people answer, it's so clear to me how the source of your inspiration is a pure reflection of who you are. And the way you describe is what I sense in each of you, how you describe your sources of inspiration. And I love that so much. So thank you. I see both of you, uh, the way you described your inspirations in the world. My second question is what place or activity most inspires you right now? Well, I absolutely love nature and I love to run in nature. <laughs> yeah, so I, I do the two. Um, and I would say activity wise would be um, yoga and meditation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just um, find in that space of meditation, I just love a level of connection and um, with myself and spiritually it just it's how I start every day mm -hmm. and it just sets me up for the day I love it that's really good I I just really like playing with my kids <laughs> so I've got a two-year-old and an eight-year-old and the awesome. two-year-old um, uh, she likes it when I pick her up and fly and she goes more more and um, <laughs> You know, I just, I find that there's just, you know, we talk about living the life of your dreams and, and that those moments that you spend with your kids where they, ha they have that giggle, you know, that laugh. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I figure that's it. You know, that's the, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if it gets much better than that when you, when you're surrounded or being bombarded with the giggles of children. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I so love it. Yes. Oh, and I, again, I love the diversity of the answers. So beautiful. Last question is a favorite book that has inspired you personally or spiritually. Oh, I have so many. That's a hard, 
a hard one. This is usually the one that stumps people. Mm-hmm. There's just so many to choose from. You know, I really liked um, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And, you know, what I really loved about that book was um, it really uh, took me on the journey from kind of the uh, esoteric idea of personal development to really investigating the, the brain science behind change and how how he describes uh, how habits are imprinted and why we get stuck. And I just thought it was such, uh, it provided such great access to people to really, um, really find a way to change. Uh, and that, that really um, kind of began my love for uh, neuroscience and, and just absorbing everything there is to know about how our brains and bodies work. And so that, we can I can use that in in our work, but yeah. So I I thought it, it was great that way. Yeah, thank you, Arnold. I have to say that Debbie Ford, um, Dark Side of the Light Chasers, um, that book really opened me up, um, and then it actually led me to practicing her her beautiful body of work. Um, and what it helped me see was that I wasn't accepting all of myself, the parts of myself that I didn't like or that I felt ashamed of, um, and that, and the importance of me learning to accept them and love them and reclaim them so that I could be whole. Mm. Yes. Um, and not that just that book, you know, I've read many of her books, just Debbie Ford in general has been um, an incredible inspiration. I, I actually have to say it was her work that changed my life. <laughs> yeah. And she was the opening. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Well, this uh, conversation certainly did not fail to um, leave me feeling uplifted, inspired, uh, desiring more of what we talked about in terms of connecting more deeply with myself, more deeply with others, remembering the importance of it, remembering where it starts and, um, and how we, how we, when we give that, we are receiving that. And so again, for everyone listening, please go out and check out what Michelle and Arnold are up to. As I said, I'll put links to uh, their website and how to get in contact with them, following them on social media. I know we said there's the paradox, but let's see if we can't use social media to encourage more of what we want in this world in a less artificial and a more meaningful way. And so um, I'll also say if this episode resonated with you and you felt that inspiration, again, use the social media to um, be part of that ripple effect, share it with a friend like it, um, rate it, review it. I'm noticing that this, this podcast might be a, a hidden gem and I'd love for it to be brought more into the light. And I think that can happen through all of us. I can't do it alone. I know that to be certain, uh, just like Michelle and Arnold can't do what they're doing and make the impact they are attempting to make alone either. So let's connect, let's work together and help spread these messages of love further into the world. So thank you all for tuning in and a deep, sincere thank you to my guests, Michelle and Arnold.
Thank you so much for having us, Amanda. You are such an excellent interviewer, and uh, I just really appreciate uh, what you're doing uh, for the world and really bringing inspiring messages to to the people. So thank you for what you do. Mm, yes, thank you. Thank you so much. You um, you are making a huge difference for so many. Mm, well, I fully receive that. So thank you. And as you all go about your days, find a way to make a difference in your own world in some way. And until next time, peace and blessings.